Check. Check. Check, check. 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 Can, can you check? People love that when they're starting a show on stage. They're, they just, they can't say enough checks. They just love it, you know? Check, 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 check. I'm Laura Allen, and this is Hello Thoughts. Welcome to a place where I will listen to humans talk. I want to hear what they have to say, ask them questions, hear about their upbringing, their lives, all that good stuff. I stand behind a chair for a living, doing hair connecting with people, hearing what they have to say, and I've gotten so much personal growth out of that. It's unreal, and I wanted to go on this extravaganza to find more out about some more people, people I find interesting. Unfortunately, I can't be behind the chair right now. COVID has brought me away from what I love most apart from my beautiful family. So here I am, trying to stay connected with people. If I can't be doing my craft, then at least I have some people to talk to, which they're pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Had some people already record, and it's, it's feeling pretty good. I'm excited. I hope listening to them, you'll get some perspective out of it. There's always something you can get from hearing other people and what they've been through and even if it's simple stuff and not hardships just understanding their perspective and what they get out of things is super important for all of us to grow and sometimes there's just some weird shit along the way that we like to hear too you know like uh the unexpected satisfaction I had from yanking weeds today just on my hands and knees pulling yanking some easy to come out some were tough and I was yanking and pulling got way too much satisfaction it got me thinking about my uh, husband's grandmother I remember him telling me a story about how she went out and they found her in the middle of the night she was like just out in the yard just weeding and gardening at you know the late hours of the night and uh, Nancy like I get you I understand you especially now after that moment I had today just yanking and pulling and until the locust kind of popped out of the ground and I was like, yeah, okay. All right, I might be signing out now. But yeah, Nance, I get you. You're my kind of girl. I understand what you're, what you're working with or what you were working with, and I love it. So here's to Nancy. Anyway, my first guest... My main squeeze, my main man, my hunk of hunk of burning love, Taylor Allen, 
you know, what better person to start with for me? It's just easy. We have another podcast. Hun, take my side. It's it's a good one. I'm having fun with it. He's having fun. Why not? Um, yeah, so I started with Taylor. And you would think that we've been together forever. There's, you know, what, what more could you possibly know about someone? There's always more to know, folks. Always more. Just got to get in there and dig and ask. Something new is waiting for you. So, yeah, I had a great time talking to him. A little nervous, you know, because he handles all that kind of stuff for the other podcasts, which really has not been that long of doing it. So it's all new to me, but... Uh, yeah, he was a great guest. I had a lot of fun asking him some questions, putting him on the spot. So hopefully he had as much fun as I did. But yeah, from, you know, childhood, grade school moments and on, we kind of talked about him and his life and, you know, what struggles come with being on stage and that kind of thing and it's funny thinking about his upbringing and growing up in a small town we just had such different experiences you know he never went to middle school and I just found that to be such a trying time in my life and moving on into high school still trying and he really didn't have that kind of experience, but um, a small town school was a gift for him. And, you know, you, it makes you wonder, like, what kind of pressure that lands someone. Does it change who they will be? Or maybe if he went to a big old middle school, he would have been the same sweet, amazing boy he was, you know. You, you just don't know. Who knows? But uh, I hope you guys enjoy Taylor as much as I do and did. So here's Taylor. So here we are. Here we are. With uh, Taylor Allen, everyone. Hi. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, thoughts. Hello, thoughts. We're entering the mind, the mind of Taylor Allen. Oh, boy. Oh Are you ready boy. for this is my biggest question. Are you asking the audience or me? Yeah, touche. I guess I was asking you. Yeah, I'm ready. Good. I think I am. I don't know what you're going to throw <laughs> at me. So how was your day? Stressful. When is it not is the question, I think. It's been stressful lately uh, more than ever nowadays. But uh, You say was, that while you're in it, but I think it just generally it's I a think consistent flow of... Today wasn't a specifically stressful day. It was more of a physically demanding day. Right. And... And then I got called into work, and that was annoying. Just a piled-on annoying things yep. mixed in with the uh, ever uh, 
present feeling of dread from the COVID-19 situation. It was just a... Just a rotten day? Blah of a Sunday, really. A rotten Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I'm happy you weren't at work too, too long. Yeah, it was a quick one. That's good. That was good. So, yeah, welcome to... Hello, thoughts. Not sure how I'm going to say it quite yet, but, you know, it's just an idea of entering kind of your thoughts, talking about past, present, future, just who you are, what you're about, Mm -hmm. you know, confronting some of the things that maybe stand in your way or make you laugh or whatever it may be. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start back in the wee Taylor Allen days of youth. Okay. Of youth. Like, how far back are we going? So what kind of kid were you? Like, I'm thinking five, six, seven. Did Were you running around in the dirt? What what were you up to? What what were you like? Um, Generally, I think uh, I was I was um, similar to now. I had a lot of uh, what do they say? A lot of irons on the fire. Oh, I had a lot of a lot of things cooking. So <laughs> I was in the dirt, but I was also in front of the TV and I was also playing with the action figures and I was also like, I was like, so you were bouncing around I was all here, over the place. there, everywhere. Yeah. I know. I feel like when I was doing something though, I was enjoying it. And you were committed to the thing at the time. At the time. Yeah. In the moment. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you just happened to like a lot of things. Yeah. I just, um, if we were playing bikes or riding you know, I was like psyched about it. Or right. if we were, you know, um, making like fake radio shows we used to do a little bit. Like that was fun. Well, look so, at that. Destiny. Yeah. I know. I wish I could find some of them. I'm did sure you, I have them somewhere. Did you record somewhere. them? Yeah. On like cassette on cassette? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. We yeah, we would, we would to... like play like my sister and I and some friends. We would like, rec- we would like set up the songs like a radio station would. Sure. And then, and and then, then we'd play the song. Oh. I like that. Yep. We have to look for that. Definitely some Whitney Houston on some of those radio shows. Sure. And I think like... Love was, a good Whitney song. There though. was definitely like a day where, when we were doing it, where we were, where uh, we played like three Whitney Houston songs in a row. In a row. Because we was just that like, too much Whitney for you, or no, it was just the right amount, I think. But it was just because <laughs> we just like had that CD, so like we were just like, well, I guess we'll just play another song off this CD because it was like what we had on at the time, right? So both but, your parents were into Whitney, or I don't, I don't, I or mean, no I, one. I'm sure was. they liked her, but I don't, th- I don't know how, like, why we had that record. Or we CD. definitely had her. Like, on I think it was the Bodyguard tape. soundtrack. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was like her greatest hits. I honestly don't. I'm everyone. That was definitely on it. Was that yeah, on the Bodyguard soundtrack? I think so. I want to say. Maybe it was that then. It might have been greatest hits though. I don't know. I just, and I don't know who owned it or who had it. 
It might have been my sister's, honestly. I don't know. Tomorrow I'm listening to it. Yeah. I I could get into that. <laughs> so you're... So I had a lot of interests. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot of interests. You were from a small town, mm-hmm. right? Farmingdale, yeah. small town. Yeah. And you went to a small t- uh, school. small school, small elementary school, yep. K through eight. Yeah, that was big. So my question to you with that is, do you feel like you dodged like those shitty midi- middle school blues? Because you were still in your small town elementary school. Yeah. I think uh, that being in that school and with the kids that I was in that school with and the teachers that I had. And I think it was just like a perfect storm of like, um, for whatever reason, I don't know. It really, it like enormously shaped who I am today from kindergarten to eighth grade. Like, because... It was only like, you know, some kids came and went, but like overall it was like the same 15 kids. Right. Generally you went to school with yeah, the we, same. We had anywhere from 18 to 20 kids every year in my class and it was the same kids every same year group. and like two or three would leave every couple of years, but like, or, or we would get a new kid here and there, but like it was always, I would say like 12 to 15 kids remain the remain same. together from right. kindergarten to eighth grade. And then into high school too, a lot of them. Right. Um, and and uh, it just like, it taught me certainly the value of like friendship and, um, you know. Did you kind of have to like mold to these people because those were the options? I mean, I know yeah. you had your definite core yeah. best friends that are actually still your best friends today, but. Yeah, like you. That is a small select group of children. Yeah, and I like gravitated definitely towards certain ones. Like the two kids that I gravitated towards the most were both named James and they're both still two of my best friends in the right. world. Like right. and and um I think only because we all kind of shared this experience of like and I think that the trips that we took were a big part of it, but we took these trips where we would go on like camping trips and, and you would spend like two or three days with kids, you know, camping and stuff. And like situations where you kind of have to like be team together and and we would do like team exercises and stuff, but we also like went canoeing on these trips and like you needed like physically to have a, a partner and a friend like right. that understood you and where you worked well together with, but you also were going through like, not that you were surviving by any means, but you were like out in, in like an unfamiliar place outside. It was like a little uncomfortable as far as like the temperature maybe or whatever. It was just right. like, you're in a, a, a different element with a friend and sure. And you rely on them to feel comfortable and it, and it worked. So I think like that, I don't know, that whole aspect of it made me, uh, like, I run into some of those people now that I haven't seen in ye- years and years, and, like... It's like, you it's know like what nothing. I know. Right. It's it's like, no, it's like nothing has changed, really. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hey, what's I going mean, on? I mean, you like, spent like, such a... Yeah, a huge chunk. ...large part of your childhood with these yeah, people. Yeah, and we, we all experienced, you know, um, 
one of the kids in our class passed away like pretty tragically and like and we all experienced that together and we all like there was a lot of it's a, stuff and it's a small group of you right. so you really so it was on really that. one that you know a person that we went from kindergarten to eighth grade with and hadn't seen like after like she went to a different high school and like um i hadn't seen her in a couple years and and it was just like a we, we all like saw each other at the funeral together and it was weird to see everyone under those circumstances because a lot of us hadn't seen one another and it was but it was comforting to see all of them there sure. and i think that likewise for them right. to see uh, me right. and you know whoever like it was just like uh we're like family it, right. it really was like that it is like that so it had to be this kind of safety net while you were experiencing these like changes and moving on i'm thinking like yeah. when children typically go to middle school sixth seventh eighth grade mm -hmm. you know it's such kind of like a a shocking right. moment because you come from a smaller or even relevant you know right. somewhat relevant, yeah. yeah smaller of a elementary experience and then you head into this giant school where there's yeah. so many children and you're just trying to find your way. Yeah. But you didn't really have to do that. Yeah. Not until high school, right. which, which was then it was confusing, but it was more like logistically confusing. It was more like, how do I get from this hallway to all this all <laughs> right. the way over here and Na like, I navigate was, through the paths and like school, how do i right. ever remember my combination oh, like there were so many things the that combination ugh. i still have a dream every now too. and then that i can't open my locker i forgot yeah, yeah i did that too. Was i like have that same very thing. um anxiety riding right oh yeah and i that was the only part of that that was like scary to me the rest of it i was like honestly prepared for because of these relationships I had. So I knew like how I felt like I knew for the most part, like how people worked and how, you know, to be friends with people and right. like how to be a good person. I, I felt, and I, right. you know, I still feel that way, but like, so I, you, you went into high school kind of having somewhat of a confidence, like, yeah, like a, like a human interaction confidence, like where I was like, I can, I could make friends, I think. And I thought I could, you know, I wasn't right. like, I, I was definitely like nervous, I'm sure, but more like excited, nervous to yeah. like see what happened. And, and it was hard because in, in Howell, where we went to high school, like, um, there was a lot of people that went, grew up going to school together. Like, right. It was so like my, we had established relationships yeah. already and you were 100%. entering that and like, yeah. Hey, here I am. Yeah, it was like when the kids in my eighth grade class came to Farmingdale and they were like, sure. well, this tight-knit group. And it, it, it wasn't even that tight-knit in Howell. It was just like kids had known one another, maybe right. hadn't been in the same class well, for years. Well, to you but, it wasn't tight-knit because you came from this like small right, town family, school right, like, that was like such a family. Right. And these people just kind of like, like high-fiving each other. And, right. like, yeah. But it was... It was um, it was definitely different and I then made some of my closest friends there as well, like in school. In um, high school. And then like, it, I think it's just, you just, I don't know. You, Acclimate you, to. Yeah. And you, and when you're a kid, you find, like you said before, like 
did you become friends with them because they were like the only ones available? So right. Of? Yes, but you gravitate towards the ones that you connect with more. And but then, you still kind of had this like relationship and respect for the other kids too. For sure. You, oh yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying like anything less about them, but like. In life, you're always put in situations where you're around, like at work, like you're, right. like I'm around forty something people every day. There's definitely like two or three that I gravitate, I gravitate yeah. towards because they're just they I connect with them on a different level. Sure. So like, in any situation, whether it's work or if you play a sport or something and you're on a team mm-hmm. or whether you're, you know, whatever it is, like you, there's always gonna be. And you know it, like from working where you work, like that you always have, you know, A, B, or C person that you like connect with. Yeah. And it's, and it, you, you kind of like, it's just like an unspoken understanding that. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you, so when you, when you think about being like kind of stuck with these people, not stuck with them, but like you're put into this class with these people and that's who you have to choose from. But like, that's how your whole life is really. Right. So like you just pick the ones that you connect with and you make, you know, the relationships like you, it's, it's your responsibility. It's theirs as well. Yeah. But like, that's part of you picking the people that, you know, you think are like a friend right? <laughs> or whatever, right. you know, like, or that Funny, you can connect reliable, with. Yeah. Whatever right. it is. Whatever it is. Like there was a kid like that, um, just cracked me up like in school and that was it like he we didn't really like connect and i made him laugh and like he made me laugh and like that was it and like we kind of like surface yeah still definitely surface but like also while also like on a different level than me and my best friends like he he just like it was just this funny way about him that just like got me and like likewise with him so like we always had this thing and like and I haven't spoken to him in years but um like 15 20 years probably now but like I know if I saw him like I I would just like have a smile on my face cuz have he, a little chuckle yeah, yeah like so it 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 um that it, is interesting because I feel like that's just human nature too if you allow yourself to connect with people it's like you really can find these bits of people that are are interesting and fun and you you can connect with them and you kind of choose whether or not like people say like um like when i tell people oh yeah like my two best friends like i've been friends with them since you know one of them i met in kindergarten first grade and one i met in fifth grade yeah and um and we're still the three of us are, are super close and like people are like oh that's crazy and i'm like it's not that crazy because to me, it's like if you have friends like that and 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 you get something out of it and they get like seemingly something as well out of it. Right. Why not like keep that alive, you know, or why not work to make that to part make of your it. life? Because if you right. if you do and it, and they make you happy or they understand you or they're there for you or whatever, whatever you get out of that friendship and whatever they get out of it, like it's worth keeping it going like to me because that's that's a huge part of your life yeah i think that when people say that though it's it is quite rare to have friendships that last that long it is and i think that's not everyone does have that yeah and i know like life 
goes on. Like I know and life experiences get in yeah, the way for and sure. different things. But that's to me, like I've, I've worked and, and I've gotten bad at it. Like not bad, but like we've had kids and they've had kids and, and gotten married and we've right. all like a lot has happened. So like I've definitely slacked and, and as well as they have, but like yeah. we, I think still overall, like work pretty hard to like keep a, a, a good relationship with each other. Cause it's important to all of us. And, um, so that, I don't know, I guess that's just like... I think, too, that that it's interesting because... So you had this experience where you went so long with these people. And I think that you are able to establish a really meaningful relationship being that you were with them all along. You know, like, I think a lot of people they're such good friends during elementary school and then once middle school hits it's just like it's just this feeling of you don't know yourself at all mm. and you have to figure your shit out right and who you might want to be you're not even sure and it's very and throw like hormones into that hormones right. everything's interfering like chaos and it, it's it's hard you know as a kid dealing with that so i think for like different friendships that may have lasted if that interference didn't happen just kind of right. go their separate ways because yeah there's so much coming at you as a child at that time right and it's hard to stay connected because you're just trying to figure out who you are and it's it's tricky yeah but i mean that's it, it's funny like you bringing that up is uh like i remember um I, we were just talking about it the other day but like friends of mine i was on their podcast and we were talking they had asked me about high school like a story and i couldn't think, think of a of, story or whatever yeah they one of the questions that they asked me was like what did you it was such an odd question but it made so much sense and it and it's so much deeper than the question itself but it was like right. what did you wear to high school like what was your like what was like your go to because they style? had they had uniforms they went to an all boys oh, high school right and like that alone takes away so much of the sure like it 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 changes everything everything in different ways yeah. but like but it also takes away a lot of the pressure of mm -hmm. what am I wearing today do, how do I look like uh, it has who's, to and like I'm sure they still have those feelings but just. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's, not remotely. Not remotely, same. and like I'm sure other things are are d different challenges in different ways. But like, that's a big one, especially in that at that age where your hormones are kind of like going crazy, and they're just like they're thinking of just school, I guess. Or I mean, I'm sure they're thinking of a zillion things, but like, it's just them. Right, they're with right. each other. They're like not thinking about what you know. There's not. It's just like a a, a different um thing. I there, I had like a a point that I wanted to make, but I can't. Yeah, but they're not stressing over what they're wearing or anything like that. But I guess maybe, I mean, the only other way I can think of it, because I do automatically when I hear that, I think it takes the pressure off is maybe the kids that aren't able to kind of express themselves through what they wear. If they're right. feeling like they want to just like rebel and just yeah you know be seen as whatever they want to be seen as they can't they're kind of stifled right. a little bit but i would imagine it takes yeah that feeling of needing to look a certain way or i mean because everyone's in that cookie cutter outfit right but you're still gonna have those people that are 
insecure and they they still feel what they feel and regardless of a uniform i think it made me relate to them because i i was telling you that i felt like i was on the same level as them somewhat with like friends like our Mm -hmm. groups of friends yeah because i feel like they didn't have this out like this that specific pressure right which i think is very not the not necessarily the wardrobe thing but like just focusing more on like friendships sort of Mm -hmm. at that stage yeah because that's kind of what was there to focus on and like and we kind of did too not that there wasn't like girls or whatever around but like we were just in this tight group so close that and we're together every day so it's like you really build this tight friendship with these people and then it you, you don't have as many other like you know um I guess pressures, but like you don't have as many distractions, yeah, really. Distractions, like that's really what it is. And, and like you're saying, like when you get into this new world where you're changing classes and you have all these different, like it's so many distractions. Like there's so many things, moving parts. Like right. when you don't have that, and you have the same people like every day, still for the past mm-hmm. however many years, it's just like, oh, all right, well, like now I'm finding out really more about myself and about these people that I'm friends with, like right. rather than worrying about all this other shit yeah. like and you're able to kind of even though you have moments i'm sure of being you know not feeling confident it's it's not as i don't know it it's not as prominent because you're focused on like you're saying those friendships and right. other more important things yeah you know and it's uh, making me want to get ruby into a small school fast <laughs> I mean, it's hard nowadays. There's not many. Not many, yeah. We could always use my mom's uh, mailing address and send her to Farmingdale. I don't know about. I don't know about that school nowadays. Yeah, I don't know I don't what know. it's all about. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. But so you brought up television before, and uh-huh. you know, I was thinking. I feel like I've heard you say that. You know, just. During different times of your life, you've kind of fallen behind the screen in moments of kind of wanting to look for distractions, Uh maybe from your own head or different things that are happening in life. And I just picture you as a a child kind of doing that. Like just staring at the TV. (laughs) Just just like our daughter solely staring on the TV. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. So was that like a little bit of an escape for you? Oh yeah, would but you say an escape? But uh, also, yeah, you just I, liked it. But. I loved it yeah. more than anything. Yeah. I still do, and and I love movies, entertainment, like movies and TV. For me, is like right. my favorite, and like it's and I and I'm sure escape is part of it. Like we just watched a crazy science fiction show the other night. That that's the shit that I like because it's fun and it's not real it's not and i i there are real movies that like i just always think of that movie um is it called lion or like oh yeah lions right lions or lion it's about the guy that who got separated from his family yes i love that movie it's incredible yeah and like there's so many movies like that that i enjoy and there's so many even like whatever there's just a ton of genres genres that that i love. love but like 
fantasy or like fiction, whatever. I, those are like the ones Takes that I gravitate. Takes you out of your realm. Like. Yeah, I just enjoy going into another world and just experiencing like something that makes me feel a certain way or whatever. Right. But TV, yeah, I've I loved um, TV. and. Who would you say was like kind of like a role model? Someone like that you watched as a kid, an influence. Mm. Honestly, well, I may, I may I, we've definitely talked about this, but, um, but Luke Skywalker was my imaginary friend, right? Because I liked Star Wars as a yes. kid. But then, um, as far as a role model, hmm, you know, it's funny because he just passed away. But Regis Philbin, I always really liked, um, because my mom loved Regis and Kathy Lee. And right. whenever, I was not expecting that. Whenever I was homesick, I would watch Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh, Regis. And uh, I, I really liked him a lot. Yeah. I thought he was really funny and um, and good, like a good host and like a good interviewer. Yeah. And, um, and I liked Rosie O'Donnell because that was like around the same time where she had a talk show. And I remember watching her. I like, <laughs> met her and I like liked her a lot because I thought she was like... <laughs> you know real and like funny and I, she seemed like a really nice person and and i met her and she was really nice to me like she right was just like i was like doing like impressions for her and she was like b- giving me plenty of yes, time taylor and, like, met rosie o'donnell and she, he's never i haven't gotten, gotten over, over it, it. but she was just very sweet and, yes. and uh and I want that's like what I wanted her to be like, and she was. It was well, it was that good, is definitely that's amazing. Yeah, and then um, these those people, are, you never know what they're yeah. like in person. All all like talk shit like Conan was a, probably the turning point for me. It was like when so I that's saw, getting older. We're getting older. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, when but I saw Conan, that's so changed. as a kid, it was Regis. Yeah, I guess Regis, Regis and like he did it for and, you, and Bill like Bill Murray, honestly. Like Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters, he, like right? The comedy and the. I was gonna say, well, now you're naming people, so right. I was gonna say, do does that person or do the people here you're talking about have any um, similarity to your favorite Ninja Turtle, Donatello? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because another one that was probably one of the biggest ones, honestly, because I'm not, I'm just thinking of TV movies, but like music was also a big part of my childhood and music, and I'll add it like sort of into TV and movies, even though this is a musical person, but like Weird Al was like my guy from like, he was like the, (laughs) at a certain point was like the pinnacle of everything that I thought was like so crazily funny good just funny good. and like he was good at music and quality like, just he was quality. just so corny and funny but i got it like i just yeah. really liked him yeah. and and he um is very much like donatello like a super nerd and like but corny jokes and like that was always donatello with like yeah the, with like the puns and like right that's weird out is like a fucking he does uh, <laughs> He's a parody pun. songs right, right like right. it's exactly what he does yeah and um so those are those two are like I just always liked like like if you have a Hawaiian shirt on, I'm in. Like <laughs> somebody like that. I'm just like that's like the corny sold you shit. He I sold liked you on it. And like I like you know very. That's why I liked like 
Zach Galifianakis, even though he's not the corny, but like he has, he gets that humor or like type of person so well sure. that he's able to like mutate it into his own thing. And that's yes. what, you know, that's yeah. my cup of tea. But. Yeah. You're a type of humor. Yeah. Yeah. So like in your youth, would you say that you felt like you had to fit a certain mold of any sort or at any point along the way, did you start feeling like that? Um, n- no. And it's funny cause my, like the one side of my family actually, I guess like get more so the one side of my family. They're very like, they like to shoot guns and they're all like union workers and they're very right. like tough people and like, not tough, but I guess like tough. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But like also just very serious and like, you know, no bullshit America. Like let's fucking right. get it done. And, and I was always like weird Al. I got my Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Like I was the definitely like yeah. the one that for sure everyone thought I was gay. I guarantee. Oh and, my God. Um, which is fine. But I'm just saying like that. Yeah. I definitely gave off that vibe as a kid. I was in all the plays. Like, Cause I like. Right. And, oh, uh, so for the tough. Slicked yeah. back hair constantly, like because oh. I loved like Uncle Jesse from Full House. Oh Thought he was my, like the coolest. Oh my god! And like, um, just Uncle like Jesse. super corny kid, and uh, very theatrical all the time, and like yeah. whatever. Always like trying to, because I wanted to be like an actor, or, like a yeah. performer, and loved so giving I was always like performing at yeah. family things and stuff. And they were great. All like growing up, like they were all just like laughing at me and i mean i'm sure they were laughing at me but they're always like <laughs> being supportive of it and yes. like you know oh you're great that's so funny or whatever like they were just like it was a good family so did that kind of surprise you did you feel like it wasn't real because of no i i, I never what they were i never thought about it till i was older like wow that they i probably like that was my foot um oh, I I heard something yeah. saw my head cocked to I did, the side I like huh It was like wait Oh yeah Yeah Um it was the paranoia I, sets in I, fast I bet you that I changed their lives a little not, like I don't this sounds this sounds like no. so grandiose but I anything mean like anything goes anything but, goes But I I bet you that I changed their view on on certain things because they like had you know i was like their nephew or their or their grandson or their whatever i was to them or their cousin second cousin or whatever but like they were stuck with me be again like another (laughs) thing of like people being in your family or your work or whatever so i was always around so they had to like Uh, deal with me and then they (laughs) came to like me because they they like you know i I was like friendly and funny or whatever and i was like a, a good kid and they you know were like oh maybe every kid that is like singing and like prancing around like a, like a lunatic and like whatever I was doing, maybe they're not like, you know, whatever. Like right. they, they it, it like broke down some barriers. I feel like in the sure, family. Cause they, cause they're not like that. And, and, and I feel like now a lot of them, um, are more open. Yeah. You know, to, to weird, like to weirdness, like, you know, or like, or just creativeness. And like, that's tough in a lot of those type of, uh, setups definitely yeah it's hard for people to soften up yeah it's hard to just for them to be vulnerable to to something different to admit that that like yeah like um 
Yeah, even yeah. Because they're in such a routine sometimes, like I, people in general. Well, just pride too is yeah. like it's hard for people to bury. So you, I mean, nowadays it's it's the biggest problem in the world is pride. But like, but that's you know, that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's a different, a different show, day. huh? But it is on our mind. So yeah. <laughs> well. So as an artist, now mm. speaking of performer, artist, you know, um, has there been things that you have been insecure about that you kind of have had to push through? You know, you go up on stage or, mm. you know, you put yourself out there so much and it, it's incredible. It's just like, I I, I think that's, that's fascinating that you can just go out there and do that. Do you Thanks. feel like there's, you know, insecurity with that, that you have to kind of push through? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think if anyone, um, who, I think anyone who does comedy or music or more so like comedy or maybe acting on stage, like in front of like a live crowd like i think if you do that you are totally full of shit if you say that you're not insecure about anything because when you go up there it's like you i I, for me at least it feels like there is a shining light on any insecurity you have and if and if you make a wrong move it's turned up brighter and brighter and brighter so like i think that the trick as far as comedy goes like in my experience is like going with it and just you you have to Kinda because like falling into because the... yeah because i found that if you for me personally if if i fight it like it gets worse for me and it <laughs> yeah. and it and it it doesn't i can't get out of it and it and it's not that it is um it's any, just like that snowball effect yeah it's not yeah. that it's necessarily more painful to like watch or hear but it's you don't feel good about it. Like you're like, ugh, that like I wasn't like true to myself or I don't know. You just like feel shitty when it's over, not only because it was bad or because you didn't have a good reception, but because you felt like you didn't like commit to whatever you were up there doing. So like right. then like as I went on, I would try to commit more. It was hard. That's really hard for me still. Like I, when I get up there a lot, I'll zip through stuff because if it's not immediately like received, I'll just try to get through it really fast and be done with it. Yeah. Rather than take the time and like perform it and like try it, like to give it my all and right. then see how it goes. It's it's hard. It's hard yeah, to be up there and do it. But yeah, I, it's it's interesting to me because like I know that here and there you've kind of dealt with some social an- anxieties mm-hmm. and. I myself have as well, but I cannot imagine like having social anxiety, like doing that and being on the platform and and putting yourself out there. It has to be. It's interesting that you can you have two feelings on that because you can get on stage. I mean, ultimately, even though it's anxiety riding, you have these ideas that you want to be you know, perceived as funny or or a great song or whatever it has been in the past, like you're able to push through and, and get up there and yeah, do it. Yeah, I think like the the reward is 
is like it outweighs yeah it outweighs it yeah. totally because when when you do do something that you feel good about it right it's the it's the best feeling that you can have sure. so it's like you can't and once you have it once like you will always chase it and that yeah. that is for certain from as yeah. far as my, i go like I people who have that. like performed or whatever and like you have danced and like and I feel like when you have that one time where you like knock it out of the park, that celebration that's just it. takes like, over, and, and, you, and you want it again every time, and yeah. like you will chase it every time, yeah. and like you'll because eventually, like odds are, like you, it happens, so you know it can happen, so like right. you want it to happen yeah. again, and like and you, you crave it, yeah. So it's it's so what's a time that like you've kind of stewed over something and you were like super anxious about it but you pushed through you did it and you like regardless of the the um you know like what people took away from it like regardless of that like what's something that you're kind of proud that you pushed through and and decided fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway um I, I have something that I loved that you did, but I'm going to ha- go ahead and let you answer. What is it? Can I, you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. I was thoroughly impressed when you, you at the time you were playing music still, but it was like comedy was working its way in, mm. obviously, at that point, and you played 99 Bottles. Mm-hmm of beer on the wall yeah i was actually blown away like i couldn't (laughs) believe that you finished that fucking song thanks yeah that was hard that was like i love that you had the idea and regardless you knew going up there that regardless of what people were thinking or Mm -hmm you know what kind of applause you got it didn't matter what was gonna happen yeah i was going through it that you were going to finish that song yeah i had to because you you committed who who would stop that in the middle that would suck so bad i think a lot of people might have you fucking did it yeah i felt good it was great yeah some people were like what's this guy doing but and can he stop? But a lot of right. people were like, this is fucking awesome. I don't even think a lot of people Maybe were, not a lot of people. But I that's what I, I didn't care because I liked, uh, I think like one or two people after came up to me and were like, Yeah, but there cool. were more people that were into it. Like they just were like cracking up that you were actually doing it. You yeah. Know? It was like, that was physically hard to do. Everything about I didn't think, it. I didn't I think about believe. that. I couldn't believe. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, I was like, I didn't realize I would just be singing nonstop for like 40 minutes or yeah. whatever, however long it took me. That was your entire set. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it, I, because normally you like stop in between songs and maybe you talk for a minute or you, retune your guitar, but like you, it was just like a nonstop. You did it and you never it did it again. I but never it did was, it again. <laughs> Incredible. I don't know if I ever would do it again, but it was, yeah, that was one of my favorite things to do. That was cool. But it, it, like you're saying, like it, it, it's something that I wanted to do and, 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 uh, and knowing like, and that's what helped having gone up and like done acoustic stuff before that. And like, right. 
tried maybe a song or or tried um like a little i would joke around in between and like mm-hmm. maybe j- saying something the half-assed joke thing and like that didn't work like and just knowing what it felt Do like you already mean like as you were starting to become kind of like a comedian yeah yeah like around that time it was playing like music you yeah. were starting to like crank out some jokes yeah in between music and stuff yeah, and you had a couple with like mixed success with it like right sometimes people would be into it and sometimes it would be nothing and like i would get like people ignoring me or i could see that they were visibly like like making faces or like and that sucks and like you feel like shit but you also it like prepares you for doing 99 bottles of beer on the wall and having more than half the room be like this is fucking annoying and like (laughs) who the fuck is this guy and like I was cool with it because I was like those handful of people like it and that's why I did it. And like, I don't care about these other people. And that's once you get to that point, then it's a lot easier, but it's hard to get to that point. And you like that kind of comedy too. Yeah. Yeah. I like like absurd stuff. You're not going to sacrifice what you want to do. Yeah, But I don't think, I guess my whole point of this whole thing is that I don't think anyone and me and, and people do, I guess, because, or, or they they seemingly do, but I don't think anyone could fully be secure up there ever. Like, I right. think you need a little bit of insecurity because it keeps you... If you're too secure, it's it's like you... Um, it, it's, it's too... You can't really push forward. I mean, I understand yeah. that. And just... I, I Every time we talk like this, I just think of what I'm good at, and that's hair. And, you know, I always think to myself, like... I've never felt that I'm the best. You know, I know that I'm talented and I'm doing a good job. But if you think that you're the best, you're never going right. to be better. Right. You get stifled and you can't. Yeah. You, you need, need to work to for work something. For it. Yeah. And you also need like, like even if you, like you can have the confidence and you can think that you're good or even if you think you're the best or whatever but like if you have specifically with comedy it's like if you have insecurity it gives you that little bit of defense that you need to okay handle like hecklers or like or, or or even just like heckles that hit your brain like instead of not outright heckles like you see people ignoring you on purpose or just like like I said, like making a face at, like right. to, at their friends saying like this guy fucking sucks. Like that shit stings. But if you have this insecurity and it, bu- it like builds up this defense mechanism that you can use like for that. So it's it's important to like have some of it like available. Right. Like, right. I don't know. That makes sense. And it's easy when you do stuff like that because you're again, you're like under a microscope. You're up there. The lights are on you. You have All a microphone eyes on you. and it's quiet. And like you're the one that has to Oof. make it happen. So so you're analyzing yourself while everyone else is wow. analyzing you. And you know they are. Yeah. Because you're analyzing yeah. the person that you're watching somewhat. That has to be like an outer body experience. Almost. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But it's but it's exciting. And it's and it's fun it, it's impressive to me that you can actually stay in that moment enough to judge yourself because i feel like i would just black out of yeah. fear yeah i uh, i 
don't sometimes. I, I, I like, I, and most mostly because like, I've drank probably too much <laughs> when I haven't been present. You know, like, right, right. And those are the worst shows for me. Sure. Like I told you, like we had talked about it on on our podcast, but like I think, but when we did a um, Super Bowl show and like I was so excited with like the best guest and it was just like this crazy thing and then. I like drank too much like an early on. And then like when I went up, I was just like nervous. I had drank too much. I was just like rambling. Yeah. I just like wasn't happy with what my performance really. Like, yeah. and it was a podcast. So it wasn't like there was anything. I wasn't like doing a set or anything, but I also am usually better. better. And like, I just was it, so it, unhappy with it. And it, and it sucked. It like ruined what could have been a really great thing. And, and, um, I don't know, but it, I, you know, I like that it happened because I can look back on it and be like, all right, like don't do that again, and and yeah, it's an experience, on. and yeah, and since take... I don't do comedy, that was like the, one of the live things that I was doing, so I was excited, sure, that I was to... doing that, and then even and then for it to suck, it was like was a big bummer, yeah, and it almost was like, oh well, that's why I'm not doing stand up still, I'm like, but it really like looking back, I'm like, well, it wasn't, oh yeah, I just was like in a shitty way and. The 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 booze got the best of that, you. That and like there wasn't a lot of people, so I'd like Yeah, and was that's probably why and, the booze was right. flowing I was because just, you like, were upset. anxious and upset about that. Yeah, and then it just gets it's a it, yeah. we get carried away sometimes, you know? Like you can't yeah. beat yourself up about that. But you can't mask it either with with the booze and the stuff. So like you have to confront it and you have to like it's okay to do that here and there, and then, but then you ha- you have to reflect on it and say like, well, was that good? Like, was that right. gonna work next time? Like, right. clearly not. So like, let's figure out a different plan of attack. Like, yeah. But yeah, uh, sober sets for people have to be interesting tough. and tough. But sometimes better, like because you're more right? clear headed right. sometimes. Right. Sure. And it's, you know. Yeah, but it it's got to be hard to get up there and. And do what you got to do. Yeah. But. But it's. When you're a professional, I guess you you just got to, you got to do it. I guess. <laughs> one day I'll. One day, one day I, you'll I do it. <laughs> I'll, right. I'll do it again one day, but not now. So uh, do you think that that is like part of social anxiety for you? Like. What what aspect of it you mean? Bend in the elbow a little bit, and do I think it's part of like you know you're going out, you're doing this show, and you're around people before even yeah. getting on stage. Oh, so that's then more. Are, that's more. That's where any sort of drinking might come into play. Yeah, that I would be more anxious about interacting with people before Prior and after to the show. Yeah. yeah. Be- yeah. before the show being itself on stage yeah right? because the show itself for me i could honestly like i could go up there do the thing yeah if it's not funny i go out the door and get in the car and leave. and i i bet you so many co- comedians and performers actually feel that way yeah yeah i think it is like and and luckily like i was able because if you're a creative mind and you're able to come up with all this humor and I feel like you are the type of person that's in your own head, mm-hmm. which then many times leads to social anxieties yeah. and, you know, yeah, those interruptions for us. And again, 
if you look at like going all the way back to grade school and this if you if you have these groups of people where you are in like a clique with good people it's easy for you to um perform as far as like your life goes like as a kid like in school or whatever yeah but then same thing like now with comedy or 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 music or um or anything your job or whatever but like doing comedy i would kind of seek out the people that i would connect with these people that i knew were like good people or or right or decent people and like and i would like try to do shows with them and try to hang around them and have them on my podcast because those were the people that i felt like are good people and i want to be around and, and, and it helps me be secure because i don't you know you don't feel as insecure around right, people that you're not second guessing yourself right, as much. Right. You're more comfortable around them and that yeah. makes you better, um, more secure like, Yeah, for, for sure. So it's the same thing. It's like, it's, it's any group that you're around. You, you want to like, you know, gravitate that. towards yeah. the people that make you shine. Yeah. Shine away. Shine. <laughs> you got to shine. Did you ever see that movie? Shine. Um, the piano player. It was Jeffrey Rush. Was he's the guy that I have um, no idea who that is. He's the guy who played the cap, the bad captain in Pirates of the Caribbean. We just watched. The, I don't think I ever saw but that. He, but he was much younger, right? And um, there's a true story about like a an autist. I think he was autistic. Um, piano player. He was like a savant. Like okay. And uh, it was a really good movie. I think it won Best Picture. He, I believe, won Best Actor for it. I don't know. It's, We're it's gonna worth. have to watch it. Yeah, I think it was like 96, maybe, somewhere around there, 94. Okay. I don't know. It's a good movie. Shine, it was called. Shine. Yeah. All right. Interesting movie. True. I forget who the actual person um, is, but yeah. So um, I want to play just a short little, little game. Okay. Not really a game, but. Um, and it's called let's fast forward through our feelings. Okay. Well, really through your feelings. So I'm going to say an emotion Mm -hmm. and you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Just a quick. Yep. There. You ready? I'm ready. Let's happy. (laughs) Honestly, the first. I did want to write these down. I wanted to write your answers down. The first thing I thought of was... Um, but I guess I could always... Re- I'm going to listen to the podcast, so I guess I don't have to do that. was like Tim... I don't know why. Just... Yep. Tim just, Burton movies? Like a... <laughs> like I, a specific one? Nah, or just I mean, like, his movies just make you happy? I'm thinking of like specifically like Beetlejuice, um, Edward Scissorhands, Pee Wee Her- uh, Like the eight... Like, like, the like early nineties, when you late were a 80s. child watching and, his movies, and the visual like of the colors and like the yeah. weird, like I don't know, Bright that just always made me happy. It was just a, a weird uh, thing that makes me happy. Just <laughs> the first thing I thought of. Good, I like this so far. Okay. That's Sad. Weird. Tim Burton movies. No, um, <laughs> oh man, just a dog. I just thought of our dog because that makes me yeah. sad. We sure. had to get rid of. Sure. Yeah. Oof. Yep excited uh i'm looking at a picture of c-3po behind you and he's making like an excited face and 
it's hard not to think of that <laughs> when I just looked right at it when you said it. But uh, he was staring back at you, and his eyes are like wide open, and it's just funny. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. Oh, so that's okay. I'll say that scared. Um. Uh, definitely being in another country and having um like hearing like gunshots out our window when my friend and i were in england yeah very it was probably the most scared i've ever been okay yeah, yeah that that real life gunshots though. yeah it was very it was like a bad situation i forget what the whole deal was but we uh it was very scary scary know. times yeah I've, i will never forget that We'll have to elaborate a little more on that one. Yeah, that's next episode. Next, that's part two of uh, part two of this. Yeah, one saga day here. Like, well, I'll like return like after you've done like fifty guests, and I'll come <laughs> back for like another. I don't really. I have. I have like five friends, so we'll no, see about that. But on. you're gonna make new friends. That's yeah, what's that, be. that's what this is, right? Um, worried. Um. That's a loaded one. You know, I worked at a, you know that I worked at a um, driving range. Yes, I and, sure uh, do. And it didn't end well. And <laughs> I was accused of stealing, Ooh. Um, which I did not. Um, the owner of the place said that I stole his son's, well, he didn't, he insinuated that I stole his son's golf bag. Ooh. And it was apparently like a very expensive golf bag. Now, I was going to say, was anything important in there? Yeah, like a real? set of golf clubs. Like, okay. it's like, a, you know, right. probably like a yeah. couple hundred bucks or whatever it was. I he honestly don't owns know. the golf course. Can we just, like, okay, right. are we really going to hunt right. the person down for this? So, so his son brought in a, a thing of golf clubs or whatever. Okay. And he was like, um, came up to me and was like, you're, you're, uh, do you know anything about the golf clubs or and I, I had no idea what he was talking his about. His son? No, he my boss oh, came up to okay. me. And I was like, I don't what do you mean? Like I didn't right. know what he was talking about and he was like getting like angry with me like come on just tell me like what what'd you do with like he was getting like and I'm like And you had zero idea No about idea this and I was bag? getting like a nervous right. like a little upset about it like cuz I was like I don't know what you're <sighs> talking about. Like I honestly didn't know and uh he was like somebody took Let's call him Bobby. Yeah. Somebody took Bobby's golf clubs and his set and whatever in his bag. And I was like, I I don't know. I don't know. Right. I, I haven't seen them. I didn't even know. And mind you, like, I've now to this day, I've been golfing, I think, two or three times in my life. Yeah. I love disc golf now. I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with it. And Taylor like, Allen has many obsessions he likes to yeah. go in phases with. And yeah. this is definitely the current one. Yeah, it's big. You big. know, rightfully so, though. I have to say, disc golf represent. I I yeah. had plenty of fun disc golfing. I, I can't wait to get back out there. You're going to be good at it. Thanks. Um, but i i never liked golf really right. and i still don't really care about it and Ugh, but i wasn't so a golfer s- slow moving who but i was just like what? golf i was like who why would i steal i'm not a golfer why right. would i steal a <laughs> golf bag so Dude, i just fucking work here man whatever so then like finally he finally like later that day 
there was like an upstairs in the pro shop that we worked at and he went upstairs my boss and the golf bag was up there yeah like someone had moved it upstairs because i guess he had it down in the pro shop and like whoever was working the night before didn't want it to get like stolen so they moved it upstairs oh my god and so he like found out about this and uh and he and and that was it he didn't he didn't say a word to me about it and uh that was it yeah didn't say like oh sorry we found it it was like i apologize for like blaming you for stealing the fucking thing so then like a week or two later um i had someone had ordered food right and i used to be like at a different part of the golf course at the batting cage so i drove a golf cart over to get the my dinner yeah and then i like drove it back over to the batting cages right and i guess when i was driving over to the pro shop he was driving past the building and like saw me driving the golf cart over and i know the only place i would have driven it was like to get my food and like right. to come back or to go to the bathroom or whatever yeah so like he he like confronted me about it then like a couple of days later and in front of like customers kind of like started yelling at me like in front of all these people oh my god like i know i saw you i drove by you were just driving around and i was like oh i was probably just like getting my food or i was go like going to the bathroom or something and right he was like i saw you you were just driving driving like like i was like joyriding around the parking oh lot like some fucking lunatic um so i was just like okay and then he like stormed <laughs> off and left so I just left a note on the door and I just said I quit and that was it. And I just never went back there. That was it. And but so that's a long story just to say that like I now have dreams constantly because oh, I think because it just never had closure. I just right. like left. So I constantly have dreams that I'm like there. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, like, I don't remember how to like use the register. I'm oh, like just like no. unprepared and like I'm just worried. Like, oh, I don't know. No. That makes me feel that way. I, I might have to call this son of a bitch up. And... Nah, he's probably dead now. Oh, my God. No, I don't know if he is. Who I mean, knows? we can only hope. No, I'm oh just my... kidding again. I <laughs> no, he's fine. So he worries you, that son of a Not bitch. Not even him, okay. just being there. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. That, f- ooh. Just being, like, unprepared for something like that. I don't know. Okay, being unprepared. Yeah. Not knowing what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, that's I guess that's it. Yeah, the big old worry for you. Yeah. How about antsy? You got ants in your pants. Why? Um. I guess if. I guess if like I'm um. I don't know. That's a hard one for me. It's a hard one. I think if I'm at work and. In the line at the food store? No, that doesn't bother me. I like, I like, I take those moments and like use them to think or like (laughs) just to daydream because I don't. Really? Because I feel like you've texted me before like this fucking place. Yeah, no, for different reasons, I think just being annoyed at the people or whatever. But like if I'm standing in line and I'm already like, I'm just waiting, like I'm okay with that. I can like fill my head with stuff. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, I guess is the story. That's a good way to be. I guess. I wish everyone was like that because there's some people that are just assholes right. in the line. Just hold your goddamn yeah. horses. They're like, oh, okay? come on. And they're like talking. Oh, and they're like, oh, and they want to connect with you. Yeah, they look on at that. you. Yeah, to... they're like, right? Is this crazy? Oh, You're like, just look ahead, bitch. 
I don't care. I'm people, standing here enjoying my mind. You need to move along. Stop worrying so much. I hate when Where do you have to go? You. you have to go nowhere. Do not be nasty to the mm. cashier, please. No. I hate when people invite you to agree with them on. Go fuck with. Ugh, yeah. I do not. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, do. I'm not going to agree with you. Go away. Proud. Um, but ki- the kids, for sure. They're yes. just, you know, I'm proud of them. Yes. Yeah. Nostalgic. Um, Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al. To, I mean, it, like the first thing I think of is like Ghostbusters, like okay. to, like old toy, like Ninja Turtles, yeah. like the stuff I played with when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's okay. for sure. Smart. Um, <laughs> uh, my friend Jimmy <laughs> is it just I always think of him when I hear smart. I, he's uh, a walking brain. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart very guy. intelligent, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't like, um, you know, um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of like a funny thing that like he can't like, (laughs) like, I just remember our daughter like, like jumping up on him or something. And he's just like, I don't know what to do with this. Like there's like a kid hanging around my neck and he just like, he can't like function (laughs) and like day to day operations but like he's the smartest person well I that's know. not day to day for him I know, to be fair yeah, I, know. But, I'm yeah, just, I, I can't think mean. of a good example I know what you like, mean. if he gets like the wrong change at Wawa he just has a <laughs> meltdown but he also is just like thinking of that is funny to but me. he's also just the smartest human being that I've ever met he is very intelligent um embarrassed um definitely performing uh, you know in some sort of fashion yeah I mean yeah. I specifically think of that uh, thing that I brought up before but like you know stuff like that or um, yeah just like saying something to be funny and having like a <laughs> bad reaction not just like a no reaction and that definitely doesn't always happen on stage that's more like just right Oof, those yeah, moments I got are lucky rough, with like heckling. I, I haven't had like too many, but I've, I think it's the worst ones that I've had are like the, just the non-reaction. It's just right. bad. I feel, but I, I, for you, I would just, I'm not trying to speak for you. I'm just thinking like on, on stage where you're doing comedy, like, you know, that might happen, but like. When you're feeling that social anxiety and you're just like with a group of people and you say something that like mm-hmm. you thought Doesn't, might be like funny, flat. but like it just falls flat. Oof, I hate that feeling. I mean, that I can get over that nowadays. But you can. Yeah. But it, I never could. Like yeah. it took a long time to be able to. Those are rough moments uh, for me. Yeah. I do not like that. I'm fine with it now. I'm just too. I don't care anymore. I'm like too old, I think, at this point. Which is good. That's good. But You're old and wise. Yeah. I just don't, I don't have enough steam left to, yeah. to care about it. I have to put my like care into other like yeah. things now. You, you have to prioritize. Yeah. Perspective the as worry. you get older is. Yeah. There's not enough worry buckets as there used to be. <laughs> They're yeah. all full. They're all filled up. Fill her up. Oof. Love. Uh, you. Oh. Yeah. I put that in there for just for that response. 
<laughs> that's not true, uh, but that's what I think of. I mean, it, it's uh, it's like a, it's like the built-in um, all of the stuff we we're talking about, the comfortableness, the like the connection, like all that is it's the, the, there. It is right there. Oh, got it all. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. We're lucky. Yeah. So yeah, well. That's good. First, you, you could app. say you you could say goodbye to your thoughts. Wave as they pass by. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you know, I, I I I don't know if you know this person, but I've never seen her face. But I just remember this radio host. Delilah. I don't you know don't that. I I know love someone tonight. Yeah, Something like I that. I know the I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember that. You song. don't remember well, that's that was like her little like right. plug or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She would uh, you know, when she was coming on air that that was like the her song little like be. jingle. Yeah, right. her little jingle. And um my sister and I used to listen to her. And we we listened to her for years, and she would have people call in, mm-hmm. and yeah, just I remember that. Did your mom like? I just remember you hearing just remember it. Like, hearing I, it. I don't yeah. know where or yeah, I do and remember. I want to say like she would definitely play music, and I want to yeah. say they were like light, like light FM radio oh, sure. kind of stuff. But, um, and and she would get these people who would call in and they would just have these situations and and she would just kind of talk them through talk it. them through it yeah. let them know you know share an experience or whatever and it it just meant a lot to me you know like she she did that for so many people and i'm not saying that this is what this will be yeah. but I just I get a lot of enjoyment out of hearing other people and their experiences and yeah. I it, I hope it's fun for the person yeah, that I get to interview so It was good and and you um I think you'll end up getting a lot out of it in different oh, ways so, too just so like, much takeaway from listening to someone else different speak different perspectives and different just, perspective yeah. just understanding that everyone's got a fucking load on yeah. their lap. Yep. Everyone and and it's life is hard. It's challenging. It's also beautiful. So like connecting with people and hearing what they have to say kind of puts yeah. all that into perspective, you know. Just seeing how people balance it. Yeah. It's good. Cuz it's always a lot to balance, so. Well, it was good. You you did good. Well, you were thanks. nervous, but nothing to be nervous about. That was very good. He called me out. Well, you were just like, I don't know. What what am I doing here? What, and and what you, is you this? What very, what is this? You're very prepared. I'm 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 a paranoid person, so that that'll well, be another episode. Well it was good. It was really good. Thank fun. you. I'm fun. glad you had fun. And uh if there's anything you want to talk about, I mean we do have another podcast together. Mm-hmm. Hun Take My Side, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. I mean, I'm having a great time doing that with you, and yeah. we've had some pretty cool guests, so we have that, but take it away. What do you have going on? Um, 
I'm gonna be disc golfing soon. He'll be disc golfing. Um, I I do have paintings that I've been making with uh, fruit sure and do. vegetables. They're amazing. Thanks. They're so good. Follow him at. I think it's what is it? I think it's T Allen Art Things. You might have to check. Um, I'll check. T Allen Art Things. We could. Oh. It's right here. T. Allen Art Things. Perfect. At um, Instagram. Go ahead and give him a follow. Yeah. And um, that's really it. Calling the Shots is my other podcast. And we haven't recorded in a while, but we're planning on starting that again eventually. And Awesome. That's it, really. That's it for now. Living that quarantine life, you know. Just potting it up. Bunch of bullshit. Bunch but of this potters. Is, this is fun. Yeah, I like it good yeah well thanks for being my first guest thanks for letting me be That's and good. uh it's time for bed yeah i mean i want to go to bed and we should go well, to bed is that show on yeah is, that's kind of oh, what i want to do we gotta now. get into that all right guys we gotta go all right all right signing off <laughs>